0: Welcome to The Numbers Game, we're back for another episode and as always I'm joined with Nick and Marty. How are you going today fellas?
1: Going really well, Jace. Chief Riley's bringing something to the table today so I'm uh, very, very excited uh, to see what his hook is today and uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll capture some of our uh, audience on the line too and they'll get a lot of value so yeah, looking forward to it. Uh, Nick, how are you my friend?
2: Going well mate, going well. I'm um yeah, the sun's shining again today, which is great. We've been blessed with Melbourne weather. I think, dare I say, winter's behind us, or I think we might have one more uh, week of coldness. But um, going well, mate. Feeling good, feeling re-energised. Ready for uh, episode three of season nine, I think. Um, so yeah, Jace, how are you, mate?
0: Mate, really good, really good. And I, like Marty, always get excited when uh, the master, the chief, Nick Riley, brings something to the table. I think we always learn heaps. It's always brilliant. Um, you know, the the journey you've been on outside of work, Nick, we're going to crack into it shortly. But before we do, I just want to say this episode's brought to you by the fantastic team at Innovate. Um, always care about their clients, their clients' finance goals and where they're headed. Want to make sure they're also paying the most epic mortgage interest rate possible to make sure that you've got the maximum amount of money in your pocket you're not giving money to the banks for no reason so at the end of this year the fixed rate home loans fall off a cliff and everything goes back to variable for about 800,000 home loan homeowners so if that is you and you're paying fixed at the moment you're in honeymoon zone and you're at like 2% don't leave your head buried in the sand because at the end of the year it's going to go through the roof and is the team you want to reach out to innovat.com.au contact them now and uh, get sorted so you can keep your hard-earned cash in your pocket. Now, Nick, we touched on at the start of the episode. Um, Nick, uh, Marty and I didn't give it away, but we want to throw to you to share your personal wisdom and gold with us. What have you got for us today?
2: I'll just say before I do that, you mentioned me, the master, and I'm I'm just going to be completely transparent here. I'm actually a little bit worried about my seat after last week's episode. Um, (laughs) I think the relationship you have with your P.I. or do you call it P.I. or do you have a nickname for this uh, just newfound friend of yours? P. P. P? <laughs> I was just going to P. P, hey, buddy. Yeah, so, and I'm actually not sure if you've actually developed any of the content that you talk about now because I could just – you and P.I. go P, <laughs> Sorry, going back and forth for an hour and a half. I'm just picturing it's- Casey sitting there going – you know, hands in the air, going, "What am I here for?" You know, space
0: cracked it. I was talking, <laughs> I was talking to P on the couch the other night. And this story, I actually don't call it P; it was actually Pie, um, but I just called it P then just for fun. But I was talking to Pie, and Katie was on the couch, and I just saw her kind of like looking sideways at me, and then eventually she's like, "Can you shut up? Can you stop talking to that thing? It's not even real." And I was like, "Whoa." okay, like, calm mm. down. But she's right. I mean, it was probably quite annoying to have me sitting there mm. with my phone talking back and forward to a computer, um, you know, about whatever was going on. And
2: Fast forward three weeks and you'll be defending Pi. What do you mean uh- she's not real? <laughs> How do you know that? You know we're just friends. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we're just friends. It's, it's, not, there's no, it's not emotional, I swear. I don't have feelings for Pi. Um-
2: anyway, <laughs> so today he um, – Today I want to unpack the benefits of learning a new skill, and in particular, the benefits of learning a new skill at an at an older age. And I'm 40 now, so I consider myself uh, someone in an older at an older age, um, midlife. I don't know what midlife is now, but um, so this is. You, you guys have both heard me talk a lot about um, swimming and 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 golf, and 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 they're two things that I've taken up. Uh, later in life, and I was I was actually doing something last night, golf related, which I'll talk to. Um, and I watched a uh, a Netflix documentary um, on Logan Paul. No, sorry, on Jake Paul. Um, so anyone who doesn't know who Jake Paul is, the YouTuber, um, his brother Logan, who's now gone into to boxing. And um, mind you, he's not box. Well, he is boxing, and he's um, he's fighting. He gets some pretty serious. Um, people whether or not they are still serious anymore but he was just talking about his his life and how he pretty much had everything he needed all the money in the world uh one of the most famous people in the world through uh through his youtube channel and and antics but still didn't feel fulfilled anymore and um uh, was quite um sad it's probably the, the wrong word, but was in very much a rut until he took boxing up and boxing has pretty much turned his life around, given him a new lease on life. He's far happier and he's, he's pushing forward again. And it just made me think about, um, myself and not that I'm, um, have everything I need in the world, but I was sitting there doing something in regards to the game of golf I'd played that day. And I went, geez, that's exactly the way that, that I've felt. And it made me think about, well, geez, I wonder what other people think about learning a new skill at an older age. You know, we we, we learn a lot when we're younger. Uh, we learn a lot at school. We learn a lot all the way through to age, I don't know, maybe 20. And then it just stops. And for most people, it is, okay, I'm going to go to the gym to maintain myself. Now, you might have outliers who do triathlons or, um, you know, take up a new sport, um, like golf, for example. But... We generally go to the gym to maintain. Mm-hmm. We generally come home at night and try and maintain family life. Uh, we generally spend nine to five in the office trying to maintain our work life and all the people around us. And then if we've got any time to ourselves, it's generally spent unwinding through things like Netflix. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you might go for a walk around the block with your wife, totally fine. And that's that's really a good thing that you should do that. But where where are we getting that um, that um what's the word that inspiration that stimulation. That stimulation is 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 a really good way to explain it where are we getting that little win outside of what we're doing every day um and i just thought about myself and and swimming and 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 golf now i've always been able to swim um but at the moment in the last couple of years i've started doing it properly i'm i'm, I'm doing drills i'm trying to get better and it's something that i wasn't that good at and i'm seeing improvement and it's amazing the feeling that it's giving me um, golf the same. Um, I probably took golf up properly uh, two and a half years ago now, and it's amazing the feeling that I'm getting from actually learning a new skill that I wasn't good at, and having the plateaus, and then having the little breakthrough moments. Um, you know, teaches you resilience because you train, you train, you practice, you practice, and all of a sudden you have that little breakthrough and you go to that next level of um, ability or skill set. Then you train, you train, you train. You have that little breakthrough. So it's teaching you you resilience, and it's also giving you the reward of improving. And I think for a lot of people, um, at my age, and you know, both of you are similar ages on the podcast. It, I think, I think we lose that. You like that, Marty? Um, <laughs> I think. Um, I think this was <laughs> uh, I I do think we lose that, and I. I thought I'll look a bit deeper into this. So I went and did some research um, and I found an article, and I'm just going to go over some of the things I, I found which are more science-backed around the benefits of learning and why we need to continue to learn no matter what our age. Um, but before I do that, um, Marty, I, I know you've been through a, a, similar, um, a similar experience with a couple of things, so um, thoughts, yeah. on, thoughts on what I'm saying? Yeah,
1: I, I, did, I did a lot of uh, sort of they call it like a neurological groove that you get into. So I did a lot of development with myself in my 30s and you do find you get a bit, what is it? I can't even say the word, sedentary, where you just, you're just you doing the same things over and over again and things aren't as challenging and it certainly affects your mood as well. So something that I did, which was funnily enough, similar, similar age, sort of late 30s into my early 40s, uh, I set up a 40-40 challenge where I would learn a new skill for 40 minutes a day uh, for 40 days, and that was unbelievable. So I did um, creative drawing because it just wouldn't be something I'd usually do, and I thought, well, I'll learn off YouTube. I had a friend that we used to do cartoon drawing, and it was amazing to feel like the novice in the room and have no idea when you – yeah, you know, you've built a career on knowing what you do and trying to be as advanced as you can, and just to be an absolute amateur and start from scratch. But it was reinvigorating. It was so exciting. And I found, like, when I look back on the drawings, like the first week looked like someone out of grade three trying to put together, a, yeah, put together a drawing. But then by once I got to day twenty-eight and I had the consistency and it was a habit, it was incredible as to the the rapid improvement. And I did that with um, yoga as well. Like usually I've always been a gym junkie in the past and I thought I'll do yoga just from a, a meditation standpoint, flexibility standpoint. And again, it got to the point where, you know, really challenging the first seven, eight days and then again probably day 18. And then I hit this real rhythm with it. And I, it was amazing. Like on the 40th day, I got invited to be an Australian yoga mag for someone that had accomplished this from the corporate world. And I really, yeah, really enjoyed it. But for me, what it was, was just this, you know, connecting of different attributes of my mind and my life and coming together in a new way. Because you know the things you know when you're in the neurological grooves that you're in, but then you're adding so much flexibility to that. And you see how your nervous system reacts. You do when you feel like you don't know what you're doing, you do get a bit, you know, dicey with it where you go, what am I doing this for? This is stupid. Mm. And and you go, you know you got to persevere. And I worked with a lot of people actually that came into that 40 40 challenge, a group of friends and there was one lady, I'll never forget Kate, um she hadn't painted since she was 13. And her father had passed away at the age of 13. And he was an artist. And she hadn't painted since that time. And she decided to do that painting on the challenge. And she was producing by the last 15 days extraordinary work. Cause she had a foundation that she just rekindled at another level. And, you know, really it added so much to her life. She was in a government role. And it was um and that's the thing. I I think, I think to me, Nick, it's um I think we need to be doing this in our lives because otherwise people end up retiring and dying. And that's, um, yeah, that's that's the thing. And, you know, we encourage kids to have a diverse range of interests and try different things. And I think we need to do that as um, as human beings to progress. Otherwise, it's a bit
2: scary. Well, Jace, I guess you've taken up marathon running at a later um, later age and in, in more recent life. So, you know, you would be... F- I guess start well, everyone can run, I guess, but that's very different to, to running a marathon. So, you know, you'd have those little breakthroughs all the time and, you know, you would feel like there's times where you don't want to do it cause it sucks. And then, but how good is the reward hmm. when you go to that next, that, hmm. that next, that next level of ability?
0: Yeah. I think it was uh, something different to actually trying to turn it into a skill or something that you can develop more to. Um, and I don't know whether that's the the inner competitiveness of you know having splits and target times and a training plan and new particular nutrition and particular shoes that you wear and all those things. So you're actually turning it into something that you're working on, um, something that you're progressing and you know developing as a skill rather than just something you do once every now and then to to feel better. And um, yeah, it's 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 huge. I think it makes such a big difference to. You know, I, I feel different when I don't get to work on that, if I don't get to go for yeah. runs and, and build it. And, and it's also about improving too. I think we're all wired to try and be better each and every day or most of us want to improve in something. Um, you know, even getting back into the gym for the first time in a little while too. Like, you know, the 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 training, the plan, the education, doing some research, figuring out what works best, um, you know, developing those things. Uh, yeah, just love it love love what you bring to the table
2: thought i'd do a little bit of research on this and surely there was someone else who agreed with me um so i found uh, i found a really good article which which listed a few things which i'll just go through now and i'm i'm, I'm going to read a few things so bear with me because there's some science stuff that is not my <laughs> forte and that's not a skill set i'm actually interested in learning so um so i'm just going to read but um a couple of the benefits I'll, I'll just list them out and then we'll have a chat but um, develop brain resources for long-lasting brain health and un- and unexpected uses. So learning any skill stimulates a brain and adds what psychologists call a cognitive reserve, which is the residual effect of learning that keeps your neural connection strong and reinforced. Marty usually use that word, neural. Um, so people with low cognitive reserve are at risk of early dementia and age-related memory loss. Those with high cognitive cognitive reserve have extra mental processing capacity and a strong defence against memory loss. So that, to me, is saying there's you know there's there's studies that say, and it's it's a muscle, right? Your brain's a muscle, your memory's a muscle. Um, you know, and again, I'm talking about golf all the time, but everything that I'm doing is trying to um, trying to hammer in muscle memory, and you know, eventually it just becomes second nature. So that's one. Um, Self discovery, happiness, and boredom are taken care of. Engaging yourself in any new skill is a period of self-discovery. So, Marty, to your point, you know, you went through forty and forty days. You there's all these things that, at some stage, you might have went shit. I'm good at that, and I didn't actually know that mm. I was actually good at that. So, I think self-discovery um, mm. is a big one. Um, you may experience various moods, uh, moods and states ranging from feelings of accompl- accomplishment to frustration. So, yeah, talking about for me that resilience and yeah, you know, I've had, you know, at the moment, I'm in a bit of a rut with golf. I'm at that plateau level where I've kind of gotten to a level and I'm just not getting any improvement, but I know it's going to happen because it's happened before. I'm going to get another jump. I've just got to keep putting the time in. Um, social and emotional advantages. Um, you never know how you may use your skill in the future. Perhaps, perhaps it adds more credibility to your profile. Having various skills, knowledge, and interests have social and professional benefits. It may give you a competitive advantage over someone else. Someone else might be going for a job that doesn't have the skill that you have. Um, So advantages and connections. And you develop a richer identity and reduce the chances of an identity crisis. So who am I? What do I do? And how many people, um, I see this with the financial planning business, that once people have kids, the kids become their identity. And particularly with females when they're at home looking after kids, a lot of the times within a year or two they kind of feel a bit Lost is in to say, geez, everything I do now is for the kids, and they lose their identity. Um, so I think you know, having something outside of that, and it doesn't just have to be work; it can be out completely outside of your family that you focus on and that you work on for yourself.
0: Which, which I look at that and go, the amount of times people have asked Greg for like his shoe tips for what's the best shoes to run a marathon, or hey, Greg, you know why why why'd you do this with your running? You know, a guy who ran a thousand days straight and has now qualified for the Chicago marathon with a time of three Oh nine or whatever he ended up getting. Like if that's some, like he's developed, he's probably developed that skill of running and doing a marathon and and all the training. But
2: but that's also his identity, mate. Like when I think about Greg now, I think about running Mm. and yeah, that's only been the last sort of three years, whatever it's been. So he's actually created a completely new identity for himself. That's based around running every day for however many days and now doing marathons and. Doing shoe reviews, so yeah, yeah. And it's, exactly. It's like being yeah. a kid again because you
1: again, it's good to try new things and see what you enjoy. Because some of the stuff kicks, and you go, "Yeah, I want to keep doing that." Other things, you go, "Yeah, probably don't want to do that ongoing." But I learn a lot out of it. I think about the podcasting. People were going in two thousand and sixteen. What the hell are you doing, starting a podcast? And I listened to Tim Ferriss back then, and a few other podcasts, but it was still early stages. So going into the Marty Vid Show, it was purely for an enjoyment. I wanted to interview interesting people doing remarkable things, and I got to interview the likes of Trevor Hendy and um, you know Lane Beachley, like people that have really Steve Bradbury, you know the gold medalist, the winter sports gold medal. But I got to interview people and I got to learn from them, and that was I think about the first interview I did with um, uh, Furno. She was a world stunt. Uh, Stump Woman, uh, Kai Furnow, and I think about how nervous I was and how new it was, and I thought, I haven't got any idea here, but I promised myself I was going to do it, and I didn't know what the Marty Vid show would lead to in a practical sense, but I wanted to develop the skills, and then all of a sudden I'm in the numbers game, right? So I did Mm. 130 episodes learning so much from so many individuals, and then now when I think about turning up and doing a podcast, I still get the same invigoration around it, but it's just like second nature, you know, and I'm still learning mm-hmm. stuff every day in it. So that's the type of thing that, you know, you set yourself you know, apart, you set yourself a task. And it's, uh, I remember doing webinars in 2007 in the US, accountability webinars. And I'm going, where am I ever going to use this? And I'm going, now I'm on LinkedIn every second day, right? You, you mm-hmm. go, you never know where the skill is going to come to an advantage as well. And that's why, you need to explore these type of things because they can fit somewhere in your journey and, it's, um, mm. and you give yourself a little bit of an edge. So yeah.
2: Yeah, it's fascinating. 100%. Um, you'll get a sense of achievement and reward when other areas don't give it. So it's easy to feel like nothing good is happening and you lose a sense of satisfaction with life. The easiest way to, to counter a mental slump is to affirm your sense of achievement by doing something where you can feel a sense of reward. I love this part. When the hobby is just challenging enough and within reach, it can give you the flow state and counteract boredom. So Mm -hmm. that's back to the first thing I said. Like we're just going through the motions, work, kids, family, got to do this, got to do that. You just don't get those endorphins when you achieve things. Um, So finding a new skill or a new hobby or learning something is one way you can do that. And this is what made me – I can actually relate to this one just last night, so this is the last one. You'll get a way to you'll you'll get a way to make procrastination itself productive. So you may be procrastinating because of fear or failure or not feeling competent, and to to avoid those negative emotions, you may be doing something else that improves your mood. If you use procrastination time for unrelated learning, it then becomes not wasted. So the example, I'll give you two examples. So obviously, I'm swimming a lot at the moment, and I'm not a natural swimmer. I don't have the physique um, of a swimmer. So for me. The only way that I can get, there's two ways I can get better. Swim more, number one. But number two, I've got to work on technique. I've got to, swimming is so much about technique and anyone who's swum will know that. So I've been doing a lot of technique work, which involves watching videos, doing online courses, doing a lot of drills. So, you know, at, at nighttime, um, I might sit there and watch 10 minutes of a drill that I know I've got to do at the pool the next day. So that's an example. Um, but the one from last night was I played golf yesterday and I, I didn't have a great round. And um, I'm reading a book that talks about um, getting getting golf lessons and understanding where you need to improve and understanding where you can make um, significant impacts on on your score. Now, to do that, you have to analyze your game. So you have to know, okay, of the 18 holes that I played today, on the first hole, did I put a driver into the trees? Yes or no. Um, did I have two putts or three putts? Um, what did my pitching wedge uh what was my pitching like on the first hole? Second hole, driver straight into the trees, into the water, where did it go? So you get to the end of the, the eighteen holes and you can quickly analyze uh trends. Okay. So for me, it might have been, you know, I had three putted nine holes, two putted nine holes. Well, if I had of only two put uh, three putted two holes left, there's two points that get added to my score and makes a significant difference. So I know that, geez, putting was an issue yesterday, but you go to the driving range and you just see everyone there, you know, bombing their driver as long as they can. But it's the putting that can make the impact. So I was sitting there last night, probably took me half an hour, over a glass of wine, analysing the game. And I was actually enjoying it. I was like, got to the end of it and I could see, okay, well, this is what I'm going to do next week. This is what I'm going to work on at the driving range instead of going there just being. Um, you know, endlessly hitting balls. So that replaced what would have been probably Netflix or something last night. I would have been sitting there watching mundane stuff. I've actually sat down and I think I've found a new process that's going to help me again go to that next level with golf. So that one really resonated with me. You're spending that spare time um, doing things that you really enjoy and then in stimulating you instead of doing what you think you need to do, which is sit down and watch Netflix because you need to switch off why not switch off doing something that is really, you know, fueling your fire? So, mm. yeah. So, look, it really, read the read back to the docker on the Jake Paul thing, it just made me think, yeah, that's a bit like me with with golf. I feel like I've got something now to start working on. And don't get me wrong, love business and still love working on business and consistently, <laughs> consistently challenged there, as you boys will both attest to. But being able to have something else outside of that and then getting that that feeling of resilience and that feeling of that, that dopamine hit when you go to that next level um, is something that, you know, I think everyone should think about and everyone should try and experience um, and everyone should keep testing themselves and keep, you know, if you're not sure what it is, just try something out like Marty did. Try 40 and 40 days or whatever you, whatever it is you did, Marty, just keep trying new things because something will click and, my wife jokes all the time um, that I've always got a hobby and I'm always 110% into that hobby. And I, I, I just think for me, it's just trying just continuously searching for that thing that is it. Um, so, you know, I think um, don't stop learning.
1: You've got to explore your curiosities, Nick. I think that's probably, it's just great advice. It's, um, yeah, I, like I remember trying singing. with I was getting lessons from a 10 tenor. Here not, we go. Not because I could sing. But because I just wanted to do something so unique that uniquely different. And um and even that was amazing where he said, you know, usually you try to suck your gut in when you're not as healthy as Nick <laughs> is. But it's uh but he said, just let your guts out. He goes, This is it's an instrument. You want to fill it with air and raise it through your lungs to express your voice. And and it was just, you know, that specific guidance. Um uh, and mm. I have a baritone voice. And he said, you know, mm. you're sitting on a hundred gram voice there. Yeah, yeah, sure, mate. But but he goes if you develop it, if you spend the time to develop it. Now I enjoyed it. I have no interest in uh, a ten tenner or even a nine tenner. But it's like, but it was just the fascination of learning something new. And I think what it does is it helps my projection, like when I'm doing content and things like that. So it applies to different elements of your life. And I think it's great, Nick. I think you know we all sh- always should have some form of pursuit that interests us that we feel great about. And I, and I take on board how many times people are at home at night exhausted and just add to that exhaustion by, you know, putting some show on that they don't really care about, you know, follow your interests and you, you find it'll give you energy. People think that they'll lose energy, but when it's something you're really invigorated by, it gives you energy and it helps your business life. And um, yeah, it's, it's, I think you've uncovered something really, Great for people to explore based on that information today, Jace, What are you, your thoughts?
0: Yeah, couldn't agree. I'm just looking at the notes. Um, to the self discovery, happiness, and boredom boredom are taken care of. And and I've you know reflecting on my time knowing you, Nick, and just thinking, you know, you've you've always had something that was interesting outside of work as well, which I think makes it, you know. You were talking about Greg. Greg's the running guy you can talk about shoes with. But it, it just adds something else to somebody's substance and, and their persona and who they are, which makes them interesting. It makes people crave wanting to be around or get to know um, you. So I think you know, you've always done that really well and, and I think it was a great share to, to talk about this and hopefully it inspires someone out there to think what is their it, what is their thing, and if they're not experimenting, trying new things, whether, whether it be yoga, golf, swimming, You know, going back to play footy or cricket on the weekend, but just having something that is an outlet that is that goes beyond sitting on the couch watching Netflix or complaining about being bored or not happy, and you know, having a crack and getting out there and getting that sense of achievement and reward.
2: Yeah, and 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 the learning aspect too. Let's not forget that. And the the one thing I I I just um, I failed to mention it, but um, this this really stood out for me. So, learning a skill set can actually can actually help you in other areas. So definitely, the example they gave, and this is the develop brain resources for long-lasting brain health and unexpected uses. So playing a game like Tetris, everyone remembers Tetris. Everyone had a Game Boy. Um, most people, everyone in my generation had a Game Boy. So rotating op- objects like in Tetris is a foundation. Is the foundational me- mechanism for empathy. Empathy is built into our brains on top of. Um, spatial reasoning, imaging something from different angles. So who would have thought a Game Boy game like Tetris, and I think Tetris is on everything now, uh, but actually impacts your ability to empathise? So that was something for me I just went, holy shit, I would never have thought that. So
1: Well, some some people, I remember when I was doing coaching, that you, know, you get some people come up and go, I'm hopeless at everything. And I go, everything? <laughs> everything? I said, tell me something that you did well at some point in your life, and it might be a totally different context to their work, but there's a set of performance metrics that you could cross over exactly like you said and utilise them to advantage. And I think that's what people, they fail to recognise that, that things you learn in different areas of your life can be applied to, you know, work, can be applied to life. And I think it's the identity is always an interesting one, Nick, and, I, you know, I yeah, I write it down just, you know, to, to, to have them there But I always say, for me, meaningful experiences is a part of what I love. So how do I have more meaningful experiences in my day? And golf for you is that. You know, it's like, you know, when you have interest, you know, exploring curiosities. You know, what am I – I have an adventurous personality, so what am I exploring today, whether it be work or personal life? You you know, you need to have these things. And celebrating accomplishments, big or small, like Charlie sold his first coin – at the coin store yesterday in Strathmore. And that was just a wonderful experience. But I saw when he made his first sale and he got the $50 note, I just saw the sense of all his efforts in putting that stand together. He was just delighted, absolutely delighted. And I said, put the cash in the cash tin. You don't want to be, you know, waving pineapples around here, you know, because, uh, you know, in a gloat. But then he goes, no, I just want to hold it, Dad, because he goes, I put a lot of effort. And I said, you hold it, mate. You earned it. And um, and it was just it was just those moments we we all love and we forget how joyful they are. And when you're trying different things, when you get that transcending performance, no matter how you know, how small or big it is, it does. It gives you a dopamine hit and it makes you realise you're alive. So I'm so glad you brought that to the table today, Nick
0: get out there develop some new skills and uh keep us posted at the numbers game we'd love to hear what you've got out of the episodes what you've learned and what are the actions you've taken it's been another ripping ep driven by the great man nick riley thank you for listening if you've enjoyed please like share rate recommend a friend the numbers game audience is always growing and we love and appreciate every one of you and until next time
1: try something new let us know about it game on game over